You are now listening to the Mortgage Motivation Podcast, and I'm your host, Gary Taylor. So welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. Welcome back. You're still hanging there with me. I appreciate that. Uh, we're rolling right into Motivation Fridays, uh, right before the weekend. So what better way <laughs> to start the weekend off by talking about credit? And I know everyone loves credit. This is probably the most important part of the loan transaction. One of the, you know, you there's some other factors there, but credit plays a huge role. And I just wanted you guys to understand what we're looking for. And me as a loan officer, what the lender is looking for anytime we were reviewing credit. So it's not all about just the credit score. It's a credit score, but more so the credit report. The credit report says a lot about your payment history and how you handle debt. So we want to make sure that you fully understand uh, what to expect anytime we're looking at your credit report. All right. So, and I know for hundreds of years, you always heard that cash is king, but I'm here to tell you, <laughs> and not maybe back then, but no, credit is king. It's so important for you to have credit. And one thing about credit, guys, it doesn't matter if you have bad credit or mediocre credit or average credit, you can always work on the credit score and work on the credit report. So that's one cool thing. So it's not like it's a, a death sentence or, you know, something you have to deal with for the rest of your life. All right. So we're not getting this credit report, though. We're going to just discuss what we're looking for anytime we're looking at your credit report. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is the difference between a Vantage score and a FICO score. So when you pull your own credit, more than likely you're going to be looking at your Vantage score. So say you go to Credit Karma, you see that one of your scores is a, a 700 and the other score is like a 730. That's a, a Vantage score. But when you have a financial institution to pull your credit, more than likely they're going to be using a FICO scoring system. So it's a difference. So the, the, the type of credit scoring system that we use is totally different. So therefore, when we look at it, the scores may reflect different numbers. So even though you're showing a 700, we may see a 660. It's not that we pull the credit that brought, the, that brought your scores down. It's the fact that the scoring system that we're using is not the same. So that's one misconception that I want to go ahead and knock out of the box right now. So that's what you run into all the time. Anytime we look in that credit, you, you can't uh, assume that what you pull, the, the lender is going to see the same thing. All right. So we're going to knock that out of the water right here. So let's discuss the FICO score. So that's all we're going to talk about on this podcast is the FICO scoring system, because that's what we use. All right. So the FICO is, is, is a score that we use is a mathematical calculation. And it just brings in different factors in mind from your credit report. So it just calculates everything that you have on there and it gives us a score. All right. Uh, FICO scoring system is between three, 300 to 850 is what you receive. Now, me, myself, never seen a, a scoring anywhere in the 300s. The lowest score I believe I saw was maybe like a 415. Uh, the highest score is an eight, I think an 849 is the highest score that I've ever seen on the FICO scoring system. But that's all we use. All right. So. In order to fully understand uh, what your credit report looks like, you want to pull all three credit reporting agencies. So not just one or two, all three, because there's three independent agencies that we use. So that'd be Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. All right. Equifax website is uh, Equifax.com. Experian is Experian.com. And TransUnion is uh, TransUnion.com. So if you ever need to dispute anything or reach out to them 
uh, I will jump right on the website and make that happen from there. They have 800 numbers too, but yeah, so use the website. And if you need, ever need to dispute something, uh, well, that's a different subject, but ideally me, myself, I think if you dispute by using a real letter versus online is always better. And there's a lot of reasons for it, uh, for that. I'll allow you to look that up online, but let's just stick to the basics of what we're looking at today. All right. So Equifax, Experian and TransUnion. All right. So next guys, what is contained on your credit report? All right. So the first part we always see is a quick snapshot of what you have going on as uh, far as your personal information, your account summary, and just negative items that you may see on the credit. That's kind of how it's broken down. So your personal information, uh, when we look at it, we'll match it up with your driver's license that we have uh, with your file. So we want to make sure that your name is correct. The address is up to date. The social security ma matches date of birth and employment. That's usually what we see on there. Now, it's not always accurate, especially with the employment and maybe your address, because that's only as good as you updating your information when you go to the three different credit bureaus. All right. So you may have an old employer or an outdated address. That's OK. That could be fixed you know, within seconds. So don't worry about that too much. All right. The next part is the account summary. All right. The, the account summary shows just a summary of everything that you have going on. Like uh, if you have a mortgage, you have a credit cards, you have a. Uh, like an installment loan, if you have new credit, we'll see all of that under the account summary. And we review each one. So we look at the mortgage. Okay, if you currently have a mortgage, we look and see uh, how long you have the mortgage, uh, how is your payment history? Do you have any late payments? That's really important. The other thing is credit cards. If you have a credit card, all right, what are your balances? Uh, how much you paying a month? And do you have any late pays? As simple as that, right? New credit, how long, when did you start your new credit? You know, did it just start a couple of months ago? Has it been over 12 months? All those things we kind of glance at, all right? So that's that's really important. The other thing you're gonna see is uh, the, the inquiries that you have on credit. So you have your voluntary, is the ones that you do yourself. So if you go to a website and you wanna pull your own credit, like uh, freecreditreport.com is a good website to go to to pull all three credit reports if you need to do that. Or you go to uh, www.myfico.com. But if you go to either one of those websites, what would happen is that counts as a the, as an inquiry. The other thing would be an involuntary inquiry. So what happens is if you have a company that's looking to send you a credit card or we're trying to get you pre-approved for a credit card without say they didn't speak to you, they could do an involuntary uh, inquiry on your credit. All right. So which is really important. All right. The other thing is I want to make sure we touch on this because I always get this. OK, if I went through three or four different companies to see if I qualify for a mortgage, uh, when will it bring my scores down? So <laughs> there's no correct answer to that. And the reason why is the credit report itself is a live credit report. So you may have say you have five different accounts open. Say I pulled your credit report today and another company pull your credit, credit report next week. Between the time that I put your credit report, you may have at another uh, like two of the banks that you have may have updated your credit since the last time I pulled it. Right. So your score could go up. It could go down or say within that time frame, we're showing that you had a late pay. The late pay may have happened after the first time you put your credit. So your credit score may come down that way. And since I put the credit as a hard inquiry, it may count. So there's a lot of different moving parts to a credit report. So just because a lender pulls your credit doesn't necessarily mean it dropped your score. 
So let's get rid of all the misconceptions right now. And the more you understand your credit report, the more knowledgeable and the, the, the more confidence you will have anytime you're speaking about your credit report, and which is really, really important. All right. Negative items going to report in there, too. So depending on who pulls your credit, it may start from the beginning. It may be a section on any delinquent items. All right. So anything negative, such as uh, unpaid or overdue payments, uh, collection agencies, uh, uh, bankruptcies, tax liens, it could be a foreclosure, a garnishment, uh, legal lawsuits, uh, judgments, anything that's on public record. They could put that in a negative section and we'll see that immediately. So, yeah, even though we see that, we'll take that into account. And depending on how bad it is, we'll let you know if that's going to be an issue with you being able to purchase a home. All right. So let's dive into the FICO score, though. Let's really get into that. All right. So this part here, I don't think we talk about it enough, but this is what makes up your FICO score. Or honestly, even with Advantage score, it's the same concept. But you, you got to understand the rules of the game in order to be extremely successful at having good credit. All right. So let's let's break this thing down. So the first thing is your payment history makes up 35 percent of your credit score. 35%. So yeah, pay your bills on time. Don't be late. That's why we say that in a nutshell. So that's where that comes from. All right. So as long as you're paying your car payment on time, your mortgage payment on time, your credit card payment on time, then that's going to work out in your favor for sure. But the flip side of that, if you're ever late, remember this is 35% of your score. So if you're late, have delinquent payments, uh, you hit with, you hit with a bankruptcy or foreclosure, that's why you see your scores drop. So guys, simple as this, pay your bills on time, then you won't have anything to worry about. And if you can't pay on time, I would recommend that you call that agency and ask, is there anything they could do uh, to um, not charge you with a late payment or some type of arrangement that they could make with you? So therefore you're not hit with the payment, uh, late pay. Real important. And you'd be surprised how many companies that allow you to do that, especially in t uh, today's date, because it's. With the, with the COVID-19 being out there and how a lot of these companies are working, they are willing to work with you. Now, it's not always the case, but for the most part, as long as you're paying on time, you shouldn't have any issues. All right. Let's get into the amounts owed. This is 30% of your credit score. 30% of your credit score. So amounts owed, better known as credit utilization. So what that means is how high are your balances so if you have a revolving credit, which a lot of your points come from revolving credit, which would be a credit card. So what that means, guys, with a revolving credit, meaning that if you you can say you had a credit card and you paid it all the way off, it's up to you how much of a balance you put on that credit card. But if you have an installment loan, a fixed payment that would never change. It stays the same. But with an installment, I'm sorry, with a revolving line of credit, it revolves. So it changes. That's why you get more points for that, because you 100 percent are in charge of how you utilize your spending. So like I said, that's known as credit utilization. An example of that, guys, if you had a credit card and the credit limit is at $1,000, the most you should put on that card is 30%. All right, so if you work with a credit repair company or a credit restoration or a company that's looking to help you out with your credit, whatever they wanna call themselves these days, then they will probably say, put it to 20% or drop it down to 10%. So $1,000 credit limit, 30% of that is $333, but I just say keep it easy, easy math, just $300 on that card max or 200 bucks or $100. That should be the most of a balance you should have on that card. All right, you'll be in good shape. 
So the more you pay down, the better off you're going to be, because that just means that you have access to cash and you can pay down your balances. The next part is your length of credit history. All right. So this is going to be a two part section here. Credit history is important. So as long as you have an older account, the better off you're going to be. You're going to get 15 percent of your score is going to be based upon the length of credit history. So if you had an account for five, six, seven, eight years, 10 years, 15 years, the better off you're going to be. But what happens, though, I see a lot of times people go out and try to pay off a bill and they're trying to do credit repair. So I honestly understand what they're doing, but they're using common sense. When, you use, when you're trying to work on your credit, you're not really using common sense, guys. So throw it out of the window. <laughs> you you got to understand the rules of credit. So when it comes to this, you can pay it down or pay it off, but never close that account because you're eliminating your credit history, which makes up 15% of your credit. So think about it. So if you paid off a, a card and you're thinking that you're going to boost your scores, actually, you're going to drop your score because that makes up 15% of your credit. All right. So really important. All right. The next section is the amounts owed. Do you have any mixed credit is what that kind of means. So if you have a credit card, if you have an installment loan, if you have a mortgage, that's that's you having mixed credit. So it's diversified. So that's good. So that's 10% of your uh, credit score, So which is really good. Last thing is your new credit. New credit is only 10% of your score. So just because you open up a new account doesn't mean your score is going to jump from a 600 to a 720 by you open up the new Macy's card, guys. So even though you open up the new Macy's card, doesn't mean that it's going to drop. I mean, it's going to increase your score uh, by, you know, 30, 40, 50 points. So be really careful with that. It takes uh, almost 12 months for that to really kick in. So give that time. So the way I always recommend is you speak to a professional and let them kind of guide you on that. And sometimes they could tell you, okay, if you open up a new card, your score is going to increase by this within the next month or two, because we do have systems that would do that. So that would be the only way I could really work that unless you know for a fact that you just don't have any credit at all. Then yeah, you obviously you got to open up a new, a new card. So new credit makes up 10% of your credit. All right. So let's, let's go over maintaining and improving your, your FICO score. All right. So a little off what the lender is looking at. Let's just discuss how to make sure that we keep your scores where it need to be and how you can maintain it. All right. So I always recommend that you track your credit with all the systems out there. Now, if you monitor your credit, you shouldn't have any issues. All right. So you may hear sometimes people say monitor it every six months or look at it every 12 months. I recommend that you monitor your credit, period. So anytime there's a change, you know right away. Because if something changed within six months, that may be a long time before you're able to fix that issue. But if you could fix the issue immediately because you're tracking your credit, then that to me, I, I think I like that a little bit better, especially if you're looking to get a mortgage. All right. So as long as you're doing that, you should be fine. And as long as you're paying all your bills on time, that's going to maintain and help improve your scores. So the longer you do that, the better off you're going to be. You never want to miss paying your bills on time. All right. Keep your balances low. Going back to the credit utilization. If you keep those balances low, your score is going to continue to increase. Because once again, that that shows the lender that you have full control of your bills and you know how to handle that. Simple as that. All right. Uh, paying off any type of collections that you have in your account, especially those fun medical bills. Yeah, don't. Number one, they usually send out letters before they put it on credit. So I will go ahead and take care of that before they even hit your credit. You don't have to do credit repair if you fix it before it happens or take care of the issue before it happens. So stay vigilant with that, guys. All right. 
So as long as you understand that when they send that, that, that medical bill in and say, hey, you have to pay 200 bucks, go ahead and work out a deal right there. So call them up, see if you, know, if you still could pay some, maybe something less than $200 or if you want to pay the full amount, that's fine. But as long as it doesn't hit your credit, you never have to worry about repairing credit because it's not on there. All right. So that would be really big to do. So make sure you take care of those issues before it become more of an issue. All right. So one other thing that that uh, sometimes get uh, overlooked is just transferring a bunch of balances into one card. I wouldn't really recommend that to me. I would keep it uh, like say you have three cards versus merging them all together. Just pay them down accordingly. What we, if you use the rules that I just gave you, you shouldn't have any issues there. You shouldn't have to merge them together or consolidate. So as long as you pay those down and keep those uh, separate, then you're fine. Because think about it. When you consolidate a bill, so you have three credit cards, and you, if you merge them together, you're losing that credit history because you got rid of them and you close them. And most of it, a lot of lenders want you to close your accounts when you do that. So they gave you a loan to do a consolidation. And not everyone is like that, guys. So it's not 100 percent. But usually what I see is they'll they want you to close down your accounts in order to uh, do the debt consolidation. But when you do that, you lose your credit history. So make sure you read up on that, because honestly, when you go to Experian or TransUnion websites, they talk about all this. So it's not like it's secret information. <laughs> so all you got to do is go to the website and, and, and learn about it. And the more you understand, the better off you're going to be. So simple as that. All right. So that's that's those are the biggest things that I really think will help you out as far as like maintaining uh, your credit. All right. So a few other things that I, I want to go over is um, try your best unless you have to going back to the new credit, because I see that a lot, especially when people are looking to purchase a house. If you have to get new credit, do it. But if you don't try your best to stay away from that and just maintain the credit history that you already have. All right. So that's definitely a misconception. But unless you call me and I tell you, say, you know what, you don't have any credits open. We need to open up a new credit card. Then, yeah, go ahead and do that. But the benefit of when you speak to us, when I look at your credit, we have a credit scoring system and it does an analysis of your credit. So I can tell you if it's going to drop your score or not. So at least when you do it that way, you have an idea what to expect uh, once you do that. All right. Another thing you could do is contact uh, a credit counselor. There's a lot of uh, local credit counselors in your area that will help you out with your credit. We have quite a few here in Delaware. OK, so reach out to them and they'll help you out with the same thing we're doing right now. But right. We're just kind of hitting the surface of what to expect when it comes to your credit. When you reach out to them, they have courses. They give you a coach. There's a lot of things that happen with them. And most of them don't charge anything at all. All right. So I would recommend that first. And of course, if you don't use a credit repair company, that's totally up to you. Unfortunately, I can never recommend that. Uh, but if you want to use a service like that, whatever it takes to get your credit, then that's what you should do. But if you take care of your credit up front on the front end, you never have to worry about doing a credit repair. All right. And just try not to open up a bunch of accounts at one time. So if you do open up a new account, just open up one account and just keep it as simple as possible. All right. And that should do it. So those are the basics of credit. So that's the credit report itself. What's on the credit report, what we're looking for and why it matters to us. So when I look at the credit quickly, when I look at the credit, I look at the uh, the type of credit that you have. Say I see say I see the mortgage there. I'm looking for your payment history, any late late payments, making sure all the information that's on that uh, my mortgage line is correct. 
Then I move on. So if you got credit cards, okay, how many credit cards you have in the late payments? Okay, if you do have late payments, how many? We'll take note there. The other thing is making sure that uh, you don't have any type of delinquent accounts. And if you do, how many? How much do you owe? Uh, what are your payments there? Are you, have you made any payments? So I'm taking notes of all of that because that could actually make a difference when it comes to us making a credit decision. So those are the biggest things. So we're looking for foreclosures. We're looking for bankruptcies. We're looking for uh, any type of late pays, especially on the mortgage, because you're trying to apply for a mortgage. But if say you're a first time home buyer, we're just looking at what you currently have right now. And then from there, we can make a decision on what to do. So based upon your credit score, based upon what type of credit that you have, because a lot of times I even see, which I think is pretty cool, uh, like you could report your, your utilities or like your cell phone bills. There's a lot of ways uh, you can really push those credit scores, especially today's date. I mean, they, they really got uh, uh, some cool ways of uh, making sure that if you don't have uh, credit lines like a credit card or some type of uh, installment loans, that they have other ways to help you out with your credit, which I think is really good. So having those, that's that's fine, too. And we do look at those. Not that it carries a lot of weight, but it is there and it is there to help boost your scores up. So I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, so those are the, the, the most critical parts of the credit report. And of course, there are some other things that we look at, but those are like the, the main areas that we pay attention to to uh, extend credit out to you as a consumer. So hopefully this right here really works. And the, the, the really good thing about this, when you understand your credit and how to read your credit report and how the credit scores work, this would be good for any type of loan that you're looking to apply for. So that's a good thing. So when you're looking to apply for a loan, especially with a mortgage, if we go in and help you out with your credit or you are able to purchase a home, normally you could buy just about anything that's out there. But you must understand how the report works and uh, how to uh, say there's a couple of things on your credit report that needs to be disputed. You could do that as well, because if you know if you stay on top of your credit, you can identify as something on there that's that, that shouldn't be there or something that needs to be updated. So you must stay on your credit. But if you monitor your credit, ensure everything is accurate, the chance of you having low scores is slim to none. All right, guys, that would be a, just a really good overview of what a lender looks at anytime we're looking to approve you for a loan. So hopefully that was uh, helpful. So like I always say before, make sure you share this, guys. Uh, share this with your friends, family, uh, anyone that's looking to uh, even this episode. If you're looking to work on your credit or uh, you want a, a full understanding of how the credit report all comes together, share this episode with them. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you get all of my new updates. I'm, I'm putting out new episodes uh, two times a week. So I want to make sure that I give you guys enough information. So therefore, when you approach real estate, you have everything lined up. You have a full understanding, or at least the basics of what to expect before you make that purchase. So make sure you subscribe as well as leave a review. So reviews are very important. So that'll let me know if I'm doing a good job or if you guys have like any other, any other ideas of things that you want to hear out of this podcast, please let me know. So reach out to me, you can even text me, uh, shoot me a quick text. Uh, and, I, and I still get these all the time. So I, I, I love it. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that. So uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, next week. Enjoy your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope to see some new contracts, uh, put some new offers out there and Let's go, man. Let's go. It's all up to you. See you next week.